0: guys it's me jen
1: and i'm liam and welcome to unlimited time magic
0: where the magic is you
1: enjoy the episode and we'll see you on mainstream
0: bye
1: hi everybody
0: hi liam hi, what are man. you doing it's, i'm
1: okay there's a lot of is this on hello um feels like a really stressful week there's a lot of stressors this week isn't it
0: i'm not stressed i just have a lot of work to do like i do every week what are you stressed about tell me what you're stressed about
1: well first off the great car debacle of 2022
0: yeah liam and his vehicle is it could be its own mini series. Oh, i have good. i actually am not stressed this week i have a busy Happy week. I like structure and busy and work. It makes me happy. I am not, however, happy about your vehicle situation. So everyone listening right now needs to send either healing energy or cash
1: or money or patreon money straight to our Patreon because no. <laughs> um yeah, because, yeah. so I think I have now visited the car mechanic eight times, nine times this year.
0: I think the last seven decent conversations we've had, seven, have all been with you waiting at the mechanic.
1: Correct. And they're great. Well, tell However, them
0: what you drive in case they don't know. Uh, tell them what you drive.
1: I drive a 2011 Mini Cooper, so it's it's like a they Mini Cooper used to do like a two door like sports car version of a Mini Cooper. Sounds really luxurious. It's not. It's just. A two-door Mini Cooper with two seats.
0: She's adorable. She's very I've, I've been in her. She's very sweet. But she just can't <laughs> seem to know. Should I not have said that?
1: <laughs> She's an adorable car. And I love her. And at the time, like a year ago, I got her. She, um, she was like one of the only used cars in the market. Like it was, it's hard now. It was even harder back in the 80s um but uh before i was born before i was born but but, yeah three thousand dollars almost three 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 thousand something dollars um which does suck but she's relatively older it just didn't make sense obviously whoever i bought it from the shop that i bought it from uh wasn't a hundred i mean i checked to see if there was any you know accidents in its history or whatever um However, just the car seems to. Somebody must have stripped her of something because
0: dignity. there's a lot of things. Someone stripped her of her dignity. I wonder if you could trick or treat for cash in your neighborhood. I wonder how that would be perceived. They'd be like,
1: there's a full grown man asking for money. Is he? I believe
0: one? that's called panhandling. Which, by the way, can we just the say panhandle? <laughs> yeah, the whole thing of children going door to door begging for candy is yeah. is an odd. It's an odd tradition. Will you do anything for Halloween? No, no,
1: not in so, the slightest.
0: Not. I am no. surrounded
1: by children every day of my life, asking for things. Why would I
0: enjoy <laughs> that? Okay, but let's be honest. Who asks for more things, the children or the grown-ups?
1: That is true. I live in like a more apartment townhousey complex, so I'll be surprised with. I didn't. I should. I need. I need to ask my roommate if we're gonna even get candy for people. I don't even know.
0: So, we get quite a few trick or treaters. Yes. And we live in a house. Yes. House. We live in a house. And we not right. only live in a house, we live in a house in a cul de sac that is in a cul de sac neighborhood. So, it wasn't enough for my neighborhood just to have one cul de sac. My neighborhood
1: is but two cul de sacs together. It's
0: three. It's three cul de sacs. And that is our whole subdivision. Right. And there's this set of twins that live the cul de sac over that literally moved in when they were like two years old and always pretend like they have no idea who I am. They are now like six. They see me at the grocery store. They go, who are you? I say, hello. Who are you? This is how they treat me. They come to my home every year to trick or treat, come to my door. I say their names, which I won't say here because I don't, you know, whatever. And they still act like they have no idea who I am. And I'm like, listen, you little
1: beeps. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) and then I gotta leave in. I'll beep I'll beep it of
0: course I love them because they're like this and now I feel like we have a bit going on that every time they see me they see me walking my dogs and they they literally they're identical twin boys which I also have a set of those myself they look at me and they go who are you
1: they said do you know which one's which and you said okay fair yeah. Um I'm being a,
0: gaslit by, by the twins in my neighborhood. That is what is actually happening, which is fine.
1: Halloween is is kind of like the beginning and also the end of um Christianity. No, um of um, <laughs> of, um of um of I don't really know why don't... that made
0: me cackle. That was a cackle. That's funny I have no
1: idea. Those known bets um Mm -hmm. it is kind of the beginning of the holiday season for a lot of people and although like you know you guys don't go to each other's houses for halloween however you do go for fall festivities including thanksgiving and later on in of course christmas and hanukkah and and everything it's a it's a family affair the wintertime solstice
0: (laughs) which is the theme song to my three sons not family affair but whatever it works do you know that Orlando television had My Three Sons on pretty regularly all throughout the day for many years? And I don't know why. We're Because whenever we would take naps, when we would visit Walt oh, Disney World yeah. in the middle of the day, every time, My Three Sons, to the point where my sons, my sons, my three sons, ironically, associated the show My Three Sons with Walt Disney World. Because local
1: Orlando television- It's weird how kids associate. There's a lot of things that I too associate with Florida. And they're like, that has nothing to do with Florida. They would be like, oh, it's that
0: show that's always on at Walt Disney World.
1: They're like, not all the money I spent.
0: (laughs) We could have watched. We could have taken naps and watched My Three Sons at home. (laughs) home,
1: VHS. Um, But Jen and I really wanted to, when we prepped for this episode, we were like, great, how do we- we only have two more episodes left. It's this episode, uh, technically one. Next week is our season two finale. If you have not heard, we'll be returning for season three uh, in late November. Let me pull up the actual date so I don't, I just don't want to give people the wrong date. You know what I'm saying?
0: Um, yeah, we're we're pretty darn excited about season three. We decided on season three before we ever started season two, to be right. honest. Um, But after that, we don't know what happens next, so if y'all That's the gosh darn truth
1: i because it's, we, no
0: it, it really that is our that is our viability deadline and and you know if y'all follow podcasts at all you know that podcasts and longevity are not usually two words that go together <laughs> it's just the right. reality i mean of the, we've
1: it, uh, i always say that we planned this to be nine episodes like it was not it was supposed to be a miniseries it was not supposed to be a thing
0: and here's the thing: the reason why podcasts don't have a lot of longevity is is really multi pronged. A, it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of work to come up with ideas, and you have to, you know, plan things out. And there's technology, whatever. B, um, it's not profitable at all, and and it, unless you're, you know, Will Ferrell and you have your own anchorman podcast or whatever, it's just not a profitable situation. Right. And uh, C. People just get bored with you. And that's true in any, whether it be like, I'm finding it even on YouTube, like how do you stay fresh and relevant and all the things. So I'm telling you all this dear listener, because if you enjoy these episodes, if this is something you want to see us still doing for moving into the future, this is not like a, um, this is not a pressure thing. This is just a reality. We need to know that you want us to continue. So join us on Patreon, show us your support. Share the episodes. Um, yeah. More people listening obviously means we would continue to do it. Um, and we have, a, what did we just pass 30,000 streams? We have a lot of people listening, um, but we would love to see it grow even bigger because we do believe in what we're talking about. Um, and so yeah. that's the truth, yeah.
1: Ain't
0: yeah. That the so truth. That's yes. That.
1: So we'll return for season three on November 26th will be the uh, episode drop, um, just in time kind of for the holiday season, which is lovely. And then we'll see season three out. Uh, and then, no matter if we come back or not for season four, uh, we're going to take uh, a much longer break uh, in the middle of of the of the summertime, like we always oh do. Gosh.
0: So crazy life! I don't understand time and things well, the fact that my so dad quickly. was
1: like, "You've had the car a year," and I'm like, "What the heck?" It's crazy. But we yeah, want to prepare time- you. We we always talk in the show about having a a toolbox of tools that will essentially help you negotiate the what i call like dinner time dinner time portion of the holiday season because that's Mm -hmm. what i would say the most triggers may happen when it comes to you your family maybe your family's trauma so i i do want to talk and give a little bit of um, a you know a disclaimer uh that if maybe um uh some addictions are a run running your life or um anything of that sort maybe this isn't the episode for you just because we will be talking about a a lot more of, of of darker real uh subject matters and we will list a um a plethora of resources down in the description box on YouTube or in our link tree I just wanted to give that disclaimer before we started talking I don't
0: know that they're darker though I think I think darker to me indicates, uh evil of some Blood. kind i think these are just i think addictions and families dysfunction in families these are things that are like i'm right. not sure that they're dark necessarily right not the right but it, they can be triggering so i they can be triggering it. yes thank yes. you for correct
1: no genuinely yes. thank you for correcting me but if not if so let
0: fair. me put it this way if if you don't need to feel like we're going to talk about anything that um you know as always we keep things fairly vague we may we understand that sometimes kids are listening and things like that but you do need to have a disclaimer that that's what we're I
1: don't want to yeah. upset anybody and be like I didn't sign up for this um yeah. I, mean, we, we get, we <laughs> I thought about... you were
0: going to talk about Oogie Boogie again I didn't know you were going to talk I about this
1: was Oogie Boogie part two yeah um... families
0: and addiction and that's why you're here right because one week we were talking about our reviews of disney hotels and then the next week we're talking about but family i think, dysfunction
1: but I, think I know because i genuinely jen genuinely yeah I think that's the name mm-hmm. of your solo podcast when you brought me correct um correct. does it look like i have mickey ears on um no i <laughs> i see all the time to put it lightly family breakdowns like and it doesn't feel like Egotistical at Disney, like something feels pretty real, and I, I, I want to implore all of our listeners, like, what are the things in our toolboxes that we may use with our own family members with setting boundaries? Specifically, we we're talking about the Christmas holiday season, but I also do think it's applicable to those long-standing family vacation trips because you're stuck with your family that you may not necessarily spend all the time, choose to spend all the time in the world with. So Jen, like what are some of your like go-to first off pow pow tools to get you guys? Yeah, by?
0: so I told Liam that I kind of had an outline for where I wanted to go with this episode because this is something that I have had to, um, and and throughout this episode, you may feel like the, uh, Liam and I are both being a little vague and that's because we never know who, <laughs> who from our own families might be listening to the yeah, podcast. True. So uh, we never want to uh, share anyone's story. We never want anyone to get mad at us. I have had people in my family get mad at me for things that I've shared in various avenues, and I don't really want that phone call. So if if I sound vague and you're like, that doesn't make any sense, there's, there's a good reason for it. But- Both with my own family of origin and with Scott's family of origin, we have bucket loads of family dysfunction and family addiction that we have had to navigate. We've had to navigate it individually. We've had to navigate it with our children as, um, and that's a whole nother topic is yeah, because then once you have your kids and you're going to family gatherings and you're taking your kids and you know what you're walking into how much of family behavior do you excuse and how much do you shelter your children from mm. and how much at what age do you help them navigate this family dysfunction right there's there's so much here so i the first thing that i wanted to to talk about and liam i want to hear your experience with this i think the first favor you can do yourself is to set your expectations unbelievably low yeah Because the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. And Mm. I think sometimes we tend to have magical thinking surrounding um, holidays. We watch Hallmark movies. We watch holiday specials. And somehow people think that because it's the holidays, that everyone is going to be completely different than they've ever been for any Mm. other holiday Have you ever experienced this, Liam? The unrealistic expectations around holidays?
1: Right. I think I had a really great therapy session two days ago. And what is your definition of love? And what is the definition of love that you expect? And I've explored that within the session. And the reason I bring that up is because. Wait, that's
0: huge. Wait, say that again. What is the definition definition of of love love that you expect? wow yes. okay
1: and like what is the definition of love that you think you deserve and I like I just I sat in this chair with my therapist and I genuinely just was like sitting here and as we get into the holiday season and that talks about you know that talks about me and dating but that also talks about me and my family right Right. of I have made specific choices because, again, my choices, however, my brain was programmed in a certain community, a certain web, right, of family members and what Jen is talking about, of addictions, of habits that were there before I was even alive. What things do I find acceptable and what things do I find not acceptable? And uh for any of my friends kind of south of 30 who find themselves being uh, still a child in the children's table of their family you are an adult you are allowed to leave because i for a long time thought i was a bad son because i set my own boundaries mm. and and don't think that you're like casting stones with like spikes and blood will flip. <laughs> it ain't that big of a deal. Some people might treat it like a big deal and gaslight you into thinking you're being dramatic. But as long as you're being respectful, there's no problems with saying no. And I think-
0: I, go ahead. No, no I, just think, I just cause...
1: think that's it. Like I genuinely do think that's it. It's like, um, Jen is talking about, well, I, I love what you said. You have to kind of set the bar low because because you will, again, you will make excuses for them. You just will. And you have to have a, a thought process, in my opinion. Remember, we are not therapists in this moment. These are tools that we ourselves have used. I'm an Aquarius, and so I think of everything in big pictures. I never think of me as, I think of myself as a player in the big picture, but I don't think of it every, you know what I mean? I like to think of all perspectives which gets me in a lot of trouble with intrusive thoughts with all whole nine yards right for me I think well it's your mother it's your father it's your brother it's your this you have to give them the benefit of the doubt right doubt is like like an energy waster times three doubt is not helpful (laughs) shame is not helpful so for me it's like keep your bar low and understand that like nothing's wrong with leaving at 9 p.m sister
0: no you and i talked about this a little bit particularly in terms of addiction and Mm -hmm. substance abuse Mm -hmm. and you know this this is a thing that i think everybody who comes from a family where there's a lot of drinking going on will completely identify with what i'm getting ready to say when the evening begins things are are fine and everyone's having a celebratory glass of wine or two, or they're having a beer. People are, um, there's there's a point at which if you're not addicted, that alcohol can be lovely in a social gathering where people right. can just relax it's and special. they can chill. And it's special. It's a feast day, right? We're doing a toast. We're celebrating. We're, we're being grateful. It's also like Whatever. a
1: vulnerable thing too.
0: When you are drinking, you're <laughs> saying, I trust the people that I'm with. Correct.
1: Because that's like, that's the whole point of like, wow, I love these people. I'm, I'm feel safe. I'm out and about in downtown New York. Things could be dangerous. Things could be I but these people have my back. There's one sober person in this party. We're gonna have a good time. Same thing with family. Family can be just as just as dangerous as the street in New York.
0: (laughs) Okay. So let's say No, 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 no. You you just you I'm like, hey, let's hang out in the kiddie pool. And Liam's like, we're gonna dive into the 12-foot section, the restricted area. Let's go. Okay. So you you just said a whole bunch of different things there. We said that drinking can be fine in a social gathering when you feel safe. And then you said, but your own family can be unsafe. So already. You expressed a boundary. What I heard you say is for me, I'm actually not going to drink around my family because I don't feel safe around my family. And
1: that is a true thing that I do.
0: Okay. I'm a, I so, feel comfortable
1: saying that. Okay.
0: okay. So that's a perfect example of you setting a boundary. Now, here's where Liam is going to have to fight with that. Because when you come from a drinking family, what they say then is, What's the matter with you? Well, I don't know why they have that accent. If you're from New Jersey, like what's that?
1: the matter with you? drink the beer. What? Oh, somebody did what? get off the ride at Everest yesterday and said, I'll be honest, that was awesome. So for the entire weekday, I said, okay, I'm going to be honest, that was awesome.
0: That was awesome.
1: You know what I need more of? What? I want a special episode of Unlimited Time Magic meant just for me. I want a great community. I want voting privileges and sometimes I want to be harassed by Liam Bunn and all of that can be yours.
0: You know what I want? What? For you never to do that voice again and also to be in the shot. (laughs) So seriously, we would love it if you would join us on Patreon, but there's no pressure. I'm holding sunscreen because Liam just bought it for me, but yeah, there's no no pressure. There's no
1: pressure, but you might get, think of Patreon as your own sunblock. Without us, you could survive, but you'd be burned.
0: We cannot do what we do without you. Doobie-doo.
1: You can find our Patreon by searching in the search engine at patreon.com or in our link tree found in our Instagram. For as little as $5 a month, you get one bonus episode every single month, behind-the-scenes footage, helpful tricks and hints to your favorite parks, and one really great community. Links can be found in the link tree.
0: So let's back up to like when you realize that your family does not have a healthy relationship to alcohol, or maybe it's just one member of your family. Or doesn't, it could be any substance. Absolutely. hundred percent. We all know when things go from happy, jovial, letting our guard down to uncomfortable, abusive, not okay. I happen to come from a family that has a couple of members in particular, um, one that I can think of that's on my husband's side, one that's on my side, so that no one is trying to guess who it is, (laughs) who are um, angry drunks. Sorry, that's not a great thing to say, but they drink and they get mean. And then they don't remember the mean things that they said to you the next day. So they destroy you and no one can hurt you like family can hurt you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you writing that down?
1: No, I have, a, I, have a, I have a thought, but I want you to finish yours.
0: But no one can hurt you like family can hurt you, right? Because they know all of your secrets. So if you have a mean drinker in your family and they go for the jugular when they have been drinking and that has happened, it happened in, you know, 2005 and 2008 and 2012 and 2015 and 2020, guess what? probably going to happen in 2022. So you have to be the one that navigates that well, either by making the choice Liam said, which I'm going to stay stone cold sober so that I don't let my guard down because I know that this is possible. Or by saying, I can tell when things, and this is what we used to do when things start to get out of hand, I get me and my kids the heck out of there. Like, And we never knew for sure when that was going to happen, but Mm -hmm. you sensed, kind of like you knew the moment I, I could I always use the jelly rolls analogy have you been to jelly rolls have you yes okay you know the minute at jelly rolls do you know the minute like
1: I said why does this all of a sudden feel like a cult
0: thank you there's a minute at jelly rolls I think it generally if I were to set my time by it I'd have to talk with some I have some friends that work there I'd have to ask them I think it happens around 12 15 12 20 yeah Where it goes from fun, karaoke feeling. you I mean, the guys there are so talented. It's literally like,
1: oh my God, we're having so much fun. So why don't you love me? Yeah. You're like.
0: (laughs) Especially if you are a highly sensitive person, which I am, and I believe Liam to be as well. Your (laughs) spirit knows when it's time to go. Yep. So one of the things I wrote on my list, in addition to don't set, you know, set very low expectations was don't gaslight yourself. Don't convince yourself that this is the time that it's going to be different. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. I also said, don't negotiate with a drunk therapist. <laughs> don't. You know what I'm saying? Because I do. Ben brought up that a few of people in her life get aggressive when they are drunk. My side of the family. I also want to give a little entail of like, In Welsh culture, British culture, it is very normal to drink every night, every night. And I say, that's fine if, and I said this openly to my family, if we are all working on our trauma separately in order to die, you know, to have a moment to celebrate. If you don't give yourself, it's life, it's, it's, it's preschool. If you don't do your homework, you don't deserve recess. So, um my family gets, well, what's your father did the minute that they're drunk? And I'm like, this is crazy. Don't negotiate with a drunk therapist. I have done it. I've made that. I mean, Jen has literally told me that. I mean, you've told me that in different ways and different words, but I want to bring it up now in this moment of no good emotional work is going to happen from, from a drink. It just isn't sister. And same okay, thing. So I even... mm, go take it, take it.
0: No, that's Think about what you just said. No good emotional work is gonna come from a drink. It it feels, so this is, and you and I just had this conversation not that long ago on the phone. Yeah. It feels like good work is being done because you as the sober person are feeling like the inebriated person is opening up to you. So you get a little manipulated into thinking that you're gonna get something here. there's going to be a a payoff in our relationship we're we're finally talking about the thing okay so we're finally going to be honest we're finally going to say the truth the problem with substance abuse is and and maybe not even abuse right maybe the person isn't i'm not here to say who's an alcoholic and you're also not not the person to say it
1: either do you know what i mean like
0: 100 no but the person is under the influence right. right okay So just like when you're under the influence, you are not allowed to get behind the wheel of a vehicle. Mm -hmm. When you're under the influence, you should not try to work through family trauma. Mm. Okay. And it sounds
1: easy. No, it sounds like, no duh, Jen. No, but you're in the moment. And, and they want to the talk about is, it? It's
0: everyone's feeling warm and happy and together. And so you are lured into what feels like a safe conversation. And because you're the sober person and the the inebriated person is saying all the right things. and And, you know, maybe you're inebriated too, which I drink to in moderation. I don't drink to excess, right? I'm not a person who who drinks um, I, I just don't. I don't Jen like only drinks feel. really socially. Yes. I drink socially. So it's not like I'm saying, oh, I never drink and drinking is is horrible. I don't think drinking is horrible.
1: I think, to it, be honest, I think now everyone has their their journeys, especially those right. on the sobriety journey. That is their own journey. That is not these comments out of my mouth just now. Not right. to do with that. But I think one person in the band camp of like, drinking's for the devil is is incorrect as well.
0: Yes. Like everything
1: isn't, there is a spectrum and a balance. Keep going. Jen. However, having
0: that. said that, if you were the, ind- if, if I'm the individual and I'm walking into a situation where I know there is substance abuse likely to happen, I am not drinking. That is, is my, a battle plan.
1: that's not, that
0: is my, thank you. So that was like my, it was like set expectations very low and then have a battle plan. Have an exit strategy, because again, if the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior, you can run through in your head at this point. If you've been in your family for any amount of time, which I'm assuming that you have, you know what's going to happen. This is not some unknowable truth of how the evening is going to progress. Have a battle plan and communicate it when you first walk into the situation. Mm. Set yourself up for success, right? Right. If you know that the family gathering is starting at five, so by nine, you know, things are going to be off the rails. You say when you walk in, hey, I'm so glad to be here. I really, everybody help me be accountable.
1: What's that?
0: Lie. Lie, lie. And if you can be honest, like in my situation, I have an ally um, in one member of my family that knows the situation. So I can say to them, um, hey, will you help me? because you know what's going to happen right you know, like i hope everybody has an ally if you don't maybe look for one like maybe it's going to be an in-law that's going to come in but
1: even someday call you call me at 8 yeah. 30 get me yeah. out of here
0: <laughs> seriously find find Take an ally day. either if you don't have an ally in, in the room then yes have someone call in an emergency if you can be honest be honest if you can't be honest lie <laughs> because the the greater truth here more important than complete honesty is being safe Period. and that means being safe physically and emotionally and maybe physically is even an issue for you and i'm saying this from a place of knowing the truth sometimes those family situations that start out warm and friendly and hallmark movie-ish are not physically safe okay
1: yeah i can not even imagine that but yes yeah, that is a reality you
0: have to have boundary set up. You have to have a battle plan that says, this is my exit strategy. Now, listen, if the magical moment happens and somehow, you know, as, as happened in Scott's family, um, if, if the member of the family, that's the troublemaker goes to Betty Ford, for example, (laughs) and all of a sudden, It turns into a very different holiday. Then I am so happy for everyone involved. You know, if they're working through their steps, and all of a sudden we're we're working through the stuff, whatever, which is a great time to make the comment that uh, we are going to list Al Anon resources down in the description box. Jen
1: taught me about.
0: It did. If you've never attended an Al Anon meeting, um, they're great around the holidays. I've been to lots of Al Anon meetings, and you don't you can go to an Al Anon meeting and not say a word. You can just listen. Which will make you feel very um, not alone in what you're walking through. And so, yeah, that's just an option.
1: Understanding that those boundaries keep you and the other person safe. Because it feels, again, this is my anxiety, the way I was raised, this is how I felt, that those boundaries were boundaries to hurt somebody. That is not true. Don't believe those feelings understand that those that again put yourself the person who is addicted choose what would you need what would you want lead from a place of empathy and the answer is support and sometimes that support is the thing they don't want but they need to take medicine they need to get better so how else are we going to do this right so understand that when you're having those really important conversations prior to drinking, you don't want to give up the power that is yours, but you also don't want the power of the situation. You don't want to lead it and go, hi-ho, we're going to be a healthy family. The thing I'm learning right now.
0: You're not the rescuer. You're and you're not the rescuer. only in
1: control of yourself.
0: That's right. Well, so what you just, you just talked about For somebody who hasn't done Al-Anon, you just talked about a lot of the basic tenets of Al-Anon. I didn't cause it, and I can't solve it. That's like one of the big tenets of the whole thing. I didn't cause this person's issue with substance, and I'm not going to solve this person's issue with substance. Because again, we always think that if we say the one correct sentence, if I set the one correct boundary, if I recommend the one correct book, if I... You know, do the one correct thing that somehow this is going to fix them. And the truth is, in the fixing, we oftentimes are actually enabling. So we think we're fixing, and instead, we are just adding to all of the chaos. And the most loving thing we can do is take care of ourselves, set, you know, send them prayers, (laughs) try to be as objective as you can if they should say hey, I'm struggling. Do you have any resources for me? Hey, here you go. Be ready with those resources. But you did not cause it and you are not going to fix it. The only person that can fix it is the person going through it and you're only responsible for your own behavior. What have you heard your therapist say 9 million times? It's what I've heard my therapist say 9 million times. Keep your side of the street clean. That is your job. And it is, especially during the holidays, that will require all the emotional energy that you have available.
1: Understand the shit that, and I'm keeping that in there. The shit that doesn't matter, let it go. Ego yep. stuff. You have to. You have to measure what is important to you, and what is important to you is your safety, mentally, yes. emotionally, spiritually.
0: Okay, so let's do this, because this would be fun. Okay. You know how I love, I love a, a good role play. Love a good role play. Um, I'm getting ready. No, Liam, you're getting ready. You're, you're about ready to head over to the family home, wherever that may be this year, yeah. for the big holiday. What are you wanting to communicate to yourself? What are you saying to yourself as you're getting ready to go? Well... And if you a could do it, it as Dolly Parton, that would be great. Y'all, I can give you
1: a good Paula Dean. Cause <laughs> I tried to do it, find a Dolly Parton impression, and it's somewhere between Paula Dean and Jennifer Tilly. Because and...
0: oh, Jennifer Tilly's right up here. Hi, yes. it's me, Jennifer Tilly. And then Paula Dean, y'all, is just right in the nose, y'all have your your boundaries y'all because it's further back too right and dolly is in such a high she's a soprano
1: she's really a soprano She she gave miley cyrus soprano um
0: yeah
1: i first off i'm negotiating where am i at today how am i feeling that will change it will because What's important is that you set it even and it sounds corny, but it's true. whatever form of meditation you prescribe to, if it is a minute to yourself in your car, that's I count that as meditation. If it's ten minutes literally sitting down and meditating that that's what it is. It is maybe a quick journal entry how are we? how are you doing today? because if you're not great, okay, then your leave time battle plan might be 8 pm. or if you're like, It'll be fine, but I'm going to listen to myself. That might actually be 10 p.m. You might be able to do that. Um, negotiate who is going to be there in the room. Um, how, um, literally, who is, this is going to sound terrible. Who is going to be there that might set off drinking, one? Or two, is there, will there be a person there that they'll behave themselves? It's true, though, because if someone's fiance is there, they don't want to be known as crazy. So they're not going to do it. Uh-huh. So, negotiating all of that into my battle plan of great. Right, so, what lie am I going to tell at the top? They know it's a lie. That's the best part <laughs> is that they know it's a lie. But at this, and I did this gen 16, 17 years of age. And I thought, I'm a terrible son. I'm a terrible son. Nope. What that really is, is saying you need to set up those healthy boundaries and you need. Well if you, if no one else is going to give you the battle plan or give you the permission, nope, you're going to give yourself the permission. You deserve it.
0: Yeah, that's I, I, it. Think, I it. think that's genius, really looking at your own self-care. And I think the time for, if you're listening to this and you have a challenging family dynamic and you're choosing to engage with the challenging family dynamic, because let's be clear, you can,
1: you can opt out.
0: That completely and
1: i am i implore each of our listeners whether you're going on vacation to disney world or going over to your blank and blanks house for thanksgiving you can say no yeah and if you're like well I did, but it did, but who are they going to spend thanksgiving with all right then that sounds like you're going to have to have a very difficult conversation that you might not want to have but you have to have
0: and it's one day. Uh, again, let's not put so and much emphasis. Sorry. And we it's... allow other people to do that to us. So when I first started in therapy, um, there's this thing that happens to you. And I have a friend that just started therapy who literally messaged me. Why did you not tell me that I was going to need to take the entire day off after a therapy
1: session? Oh, at the beginning. Now I'm a little better at
0: it. Same. Same. Now Same. I can
1: have, th- like I had a therapy two days ago at 11. I had something at two. I was okay. The first go around, ooh, I was, and I journaled and I did a, a diagnostic test or whatever, like a written one.
0: Yeah. It's bad. And and depending on what what it is you're receiving therapy for, all kinds of different things, but you will be mentally, like if you've just started on your therapy journey, just be very guarded, be very good to yourself, be very gracious to yourself. And this may not, this may be the year where you have developed an inexplicable and sudden stomach flu that makes you unable to attend the family gathering. I don't know. It happens, right, Liam? I mean, you need to be well and you do what you have to do to be well. That is your priority. It's funny about this whole episode, Liam, is anyone who comes from a normal, non substance abusing, non dysfunctional family. Is listening to this going, what are they even talking about? So, and if I that's know you, about the
1: contemporary, come on. If
0: you have no idea what we're talking about right now, like if you're genuinely confused at, because we've said a lot of very coded things, very, very coded things. Right. If you are genuinely confused, what I want you to do right now is go somewhere and just send up a prayer of gratitude for your life and, and your privilege. Sorry. Oh, but, but it's true. if you have no idea what we're talking about, you are coming from, in this regard, a very privileged space, because these days of the holidays of family gatherings are so rife with landmines for those of us that come from dysfunction that I have seen it put people into almost like an emotional coma. They are so stressed out going into the holidays, which is why I wanted to do this episode now. So right. number one, be grateful that you're coming from that place. Number two, look around and find someone that's struggling right now and see how can you come alongside them and support them as they are walking into the, the you know, this is, this is the worst time of the year if you come from a dysfunctional family. It just is. And right. I think it's why- for, for me and my kids, I have worked so diligently to try to provide a realistic Christmas for them, a, a Christmas that is like not stressed. We try to be chill. We try to keep keep the stakes low, keep things, you know, it's like it's we don't make a huge deal out of every little thing because that's another thing with families with dysfunction. Holidays are high collateral. And so everything is very, very important because this is the time of year when we show the world that there's nothing wrong with us. And it's really, really important that the world know that there's nothing wrong with us. I
1: mean, that's literally what I was just talking about, right? Like, let's use this as, let's use Disney as armor, as weapons.
0: It's our our infomercial that tells the world that we're fine. We're fine. Everything here is fine. And as a child, It's what teaches you that your family is perfectly normal and there's nothing to be concerned about here because that is your job is that there's nothing to be concerned about. You know, in the back of your head that it's not. not
1: And like literally what did that teach me as a child that my imperfections are not welcome to a Thanksgiving day table.
0: Right, because there are certain times when we clean ourselves up and you just, yeah.
1: And that is, we created this table, Jen, for people to pull up and go, your passions your insecurities your baggage I hate that word baggage needs to be at the table yep it has to be because when we meet people in public when we whatever whatever we've had I mean people have come up to me at Everest talking about their trauma I'm like what the heck like, how is that my life? Like, that's, and, and it's all been very respectful and not, you know, and not to because if there was boundary problems, I would openly say it and I'm safe at work, so I don't care. Right. Um. Know that every bit of you is worth loving. Every bit of you is worth protecting. Yep. Even the that's parts right. that are healing. So whether you're going on to Disney World uh, this Christmas or you're staying at home with your fam, understand that every part of you is worth protecting and, um y'all this was a really cool episode
0: yeah this is important it's important stuff and we again you know don't gaslight yourself don't tell yourself lies about your own circumstances and the only person that has to be a hundred percent okay with whatever decisions you make this holiday season is you
1: (laughs) because the magic is you (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, we have our season two finale next week. Crazy. And then we'll be back November 26th. Uh, All of our amazing patrons, don't worry. You'll be getting a November unedited episode, more behind the scenes looks, and probably me. knowing me, I'll be bored. So (laughs) I'll be posting a Patreon a lot uh, if you ever thought about supporting us head on over to Patreon. It's a real good and time. And if you
0: love this episode, share it with a friend.
1: Please rate us on the podcast app. Follow us on Instagram at, at Unlimited Time Magic. And my friends, I'll see you on Main Street and have the best week ever.
0: We love you. Bye. Every
1: episode of Unlimited Time Magic is through. Please follow us on Instagram at, at Unlimited Time Magic. Uh, support us on Patreon if you'd like to do that. Plenty of benefits. It's really, really great. And we're not on Main Street, but we will see you on Main Street. Look, ciao, Terra. Oh, nailed it!